You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that case didn't take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. And Martin Houston Show can also be found on the Martin Houston Radio Network. It's the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier of the Sound of Bama Sports. Your show, your team. It is a Wednesday morning. We'd love to invite you to get in on the conversation. So go ahead and write down this number, 205 342 Nine nine zero four. The Alabama One Hotline is open for business, and of course, you're always, always welcome to add us, uh, uh, communicate with us, and interact with us via chat. Glad to have you with us. You got lots of things we can get to, so we just gonna make this a wild card Wednesday with a little. Would you rather thrown in? We uh, go back and hit a couple things that we may not have gotten to earlier in the week. Uh, we love to get the calls and uh, interact with you as a listener and a viewer and a chatter. Uh, but also, sometimes that prevents us from getting to some of the topics we've talked about, wanting to get to, things we want to discuss uh, and break down. So we'll we'll get to uh, all of those different topics as well as new things you may want to bring to the table. So reminding you that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Well, you know, uh, we've had a couple days to, to talk, really hadn't, uh, you know, got to any topics that, you know, we had kind of. Uh, listed out that we wanted to get to this week as we kind of went back and forth talking to, to listeners. And as I said, we want to continue to invite that conversation. But uh, anything burning uh, on your man, we have to talk about this uh, today on this Wild Card Wednesday. Uh, yeah, like a bunch of the young guys getting some serious minutes early in the game from Saturday. Like uh, Tyler Booker playing a lot at left guard, seeing Amari Nyblack get in, catch his first touchdown. Saw Isaiah Bond early in the game. I thought that was a really interesting mix. Uh, Jaheim Otis actually started the game as well. Yeah, so several young guys getting out there um, in terms of uh, playing early in the game. So. You know, what, what do you read into that? Um, you know, I, I guess the first thing you – we, we kind of ended the show a little bit uh, yesterday or toward the end of the show talking about, you know, just praying for J, uh, Javion Cohen and, and what's going on with him. Not totally sure uh, if anything is going on. Maybe competition around him has gotten better or, or not. But, man, to me, last year um, – Clearly, to me, one of the most consistent players on that offensive line. Uh, and, of course, 
you know, a couple games he spent behind Randolph, and then um, he ends up uh, uh, the starter, uh, but um, not replaced, but splitting time quickly with, with, with Tyler Booker. So is that more of a statement on him versus uh, a statement on on Booker? So don't know the answer to that. Uh, but uh, hopefully it means that Alabama's offensive line is getting better, not worse. Any other thoughts on 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 uh, the Booker? Uh, you know whether whether we see him as the starter this week. And interesting that despite the fact that Randolph um, has been playing on the O line, uh, he was still one of the first tight ends to come in when we got ready to run the ball. Yeah, and I think that's what Randolph's niche is, and that's what it's going to be to be the big tight end, the physical blocker when Alabama needs that in certain situations. But uh, I, I don't think it's really that in, indicative of Cohen, but maybe that Tyler Booker has really shown out and done some things that the coaches want to see. And it, it was ULM Rose, so it was an opportunity to get him some meaningful snaps just in case something happens down the road and build for the future. And I think we saw that. Saturday, because it was a big thing we talked about as the season ended last year, that you had a lot of guys who had to come in that national championship game that didn't have a lot of experience. But this year, it looks like Alabama was working on that and making that more of a priority to to have these guys ready in certain situations just in case something does happen. Uh, yeah, Joe, do you, when you look at the um, the the you know, Booker, you know, I, as I said, Booker's name was getting mentioned, you know, when there was battling for the the first five. So him being the first one, you know, out of that top six is not a surprise. Are you disappointed, though, that 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 um, Randolph become becomes the tight end uh, in a blocking situation? And with the offense, it's not – you know, exceedingly creative, does that put Alabama, uh, does that hurt our running game? Because when he's in, are we running it, you know, 99% of the time? And does that kind of disappoint you with the fact that you have Oops and Kilselman and Latu and yet you go to uh, Randolph for your guy? Or is, you know, that's still a positive for this offense? Um, I, I, I think that uh, you do have a little bit of semblance of kind of showing your te- showing your hand a little bit when you have uh, Rand- Randolph in there as that tight end. Uh, but it, but if he's a, a head and shoulders above, if he's a head and shoulders blocker, a uh, better blocker above than Oots and and Latou and, and and the rest of those that that company, then you have to play your best guys. And if he's really a sixth offensive lineman. Then you want to impose your will on a team. I I, I don't really have a problem with, with, with putting him in there. I think I think uh, I, 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 Martin, is there a rule about about him having to wear eighty five? Because if if there isn't, then I I would just let him keep wearing what is it uh, seventy or sixty? Sixty, yeah, sixty, and, and, and just hey man, you instead of being an official tight end, you're more so uh, an extra tackle. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's what's interesting about this, Joe, is no, there's not a rule in the sense of he can't be, you know, the end man on the line of scrimmage with the 6-0. Uh, he, he just has a report, you know, as eligible um, or, you know, he's an extra tight end. So I, that's, that's the part that I don't, don't fully get. It's, it's not unusual to have a, six, a, play, a play where you have a six lineman. Uh, and, and maybe they think the 85, uh, you know, for a moment throws the team off. But to me, if they watch film um, and number 85 checks in, uh, then they, they're looking for that. That's part of your weekly prep. Uh, hey, when number 85 comes in, he's actually an offensive lineman. He's, you know, he's going to be an in-man on line of scrimmage, but he's not going to go out for passes. They're not going to use him in the passing game. And once again, remember, guys, yesterday I said it's like 
We're just never setting anything up. As much as we've used him at tight end, uh, in a goal line situation, he probably could moonwalk into the end zone and not be covered. Has he ever had a target Um, in his entire career? mm -hmm, Not that I know of. I have no idea. I've never seen him. That's what I'm saying is, Joe, like, like you can watch the pros and see them even take a, uh, a tight end every once in a while and make them tackle eligible and, and throw them the ball. Um, I, 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 I just, you know, his brother was a basketball player, so he's probably a pretty decent athlete. Uh, but, yeah, I, I guess I just look at it from the standpoint of, man, um, the, the other salt in the wound, uh, Joe, is I, I look at, look at uh, us and uh, our tight end room, if we don't have any blockers and, you know, and maybe Nod Black becomes uh, uh, our version of uh, Brockemeyer or something. Uh, but um, because, uh, you know, I think he ex- – I mean, I think you, he, he actually lined up at – he didn't line up on in line on the front line of scrimmage. He's kind of moved out. Um, yeah, he's more of that eight, that H that, that yeah. they move around and things of that nature. He He's a lot like uh, – uh, Bowers yeah. in that sense, but uh, Bowers also has proven he could be a blocker. I, I actually I need to apologize to Brock Bowers. I called him Brockemeyer, but uh, <laughs> uh, but of course talking about uh, Brock Bowers over at Georgia, and he's really now full fledged. I don't know if you guys are, he's full fledged slot now because Georgia's had a couple wide receivers go down, so he could he could go off. But you just look at. That, that that tight end room and how well uh, uh, Munkin is using uh, his talent and his ability, uh, not knocking Randolph at all. I'm just saying that he kind of gives it away and does that hurt our running game. There's something else that I want to ask you guys about. Uh, a Georgia fan, I was listening to, talking to a Georgia fan yesterday, and we were talking about how this team kind of, reminds them somewhat of, of Alabama. And it was one thing that they talked about that I think that's still part of what's missing in our running game as well. Um, and, and you know, it, if we don't find it, I'm not sure how much um, – we're still going to have a good running game because running game always starts with the offensive line. But we have there's a couple of things we may be missing. Let's talk about that on the other side. So Wild Card Wednesday, we can talk about anything that's on your mind. A couple other topics you may want to get in uh, on the conversation. SEC schedule for 2023 is out. Uh, Bill O'Brien, Allen may be getting his wish as he calls up and then Collins before the season started telling us we we need to get rid of O'Brien. Uh, that may be an option uh, down the road, uh, a couple other things we can get to. But, hey, you can do it all right here on the Martin Houston Show. Thanks to the great folks at Alabama One. Alabama One, one together, uh, your choice for all your financial needs. So go check them out. Come uh, by our branch locations, 18 of them around Alabama to serve you and growing, as well as our online uh, option our virtual branch, alabama1.org, will take care of your uh, application and uh, get you taken care of. So whether it's a vehicle, a home, commercial, uh, wealth advisory, insurance, and so much more, that's Alabama 1, 1 together. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Everything looks pretty good on the roadways on this Wednesday morning. Of course, if you do see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If you need a vehicle, you need to go to towns of Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, and they're the home of a lifetime powertrain warranty. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello. I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to care. 
clear tonight, the low 72. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 92. Much cooler Friday, mostly sunny, the high 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. It's a wild card Wednesday, so we're talking about lots of things uh, in anything that you want to bring to the conversation. We had a little conversation around Booker breaking into the lineup. Is Booker, you know, it's really interesting. It's been a while since we had a freshman just come burst onto the scene. Uh, so I guess we've kind of gotten um, unused to, not, not, not a proper word there, but you know, we we, we can, used to kind of expect X and Joe that that a freshman was going to come in and win the job right off. Hadn't had that happen in a couple of years, so maybe maybe Booker's that level of guy. Uh, you think he was a tackle, uh, and so that probably means he's a little more athletic than your typical guard. Uh, but he has that big body, and just just maybe he may be special in the league, and you know. If that happens, does this offensive line continue to improve? Uh, does he bring more oomph to the run game uh, that we thought was going to be a, a vaunted running game and, you know, would take away, you know, yards from Bryce Young? That hasn't happened yet. Um, so, hey, what, 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 what's going on with that? We talked about that. We, we talked about, you know, young guys getting in the tight end position. Why don't we use – Kendall Randolph, uh, maybe put him in a 61 time and run him out there and, and, and make the other team think he's coming in as one of the linemen position, make him eligible and, you know, do a, a you know, tackle over or overside, you know, uh, overloaded line one way or the other and run behind it or make them think we're going to run behind. I mean, there's so much stuff you could do that we don't seem to be trying to. To, to use, and then last but not least, as we were going to break there, I ask a question. What may be missing in our running game? You guys want to take a shot at it, X? Consistency. I mean, no, you look at – Yeah, I mean, it's just that simple. I don't think Alabama runs the ball consistently enough. You're talking about <laughs> Jameer Gibbs has 22 carries on the season. And uh, Jace is less than that. Roy Dell's less than that. I mean, I mean, you're not getting any consistency. Bad. 22. Oh, oh wow. That's a game, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you, know, you, know, uh, you know, one of the things, perspective is so interesting, uh, guys. Um, how many times have you heard people complain about our leading receiver, who our leading receiver is? Y'all know you know who that is, right? Gibbs, right? Yeah, 14. He's well, he's got the most catches. Huh? Trayshawn has the most yards. Uh, no, I'm saying most catches, most receptions. You know who the lead receiver is for Georgia? Uh, it's pro- I think it's their running back, too, as well. It, it is, but they're excited about it. Isn't, they, it, isn't they, that interesting? Well, <laughs> I think when you look at Georgia and the reason they're probably excited about it is you, we thought going in it was going to be Bowers. So when you – and Bowers is probably number two on that list. Uh, but 
their expectations weren't for their wide receivers to put up big numbers. It was for their tight ends to have big a big year and their running backs to have a big year running the ball. So now that they're getting a little bit of both, it's yeah. But but the point behind that is that uh, that that it doesn't matter if you're moving the ball consistently. And that's what George is doing, and that's not what we're, we're not doing that. I'll come back to what I think is missing in the running game in a moment. we got a couple callers. Todd, you're on with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to do the best I can to uh, stay on topic. Um, you know, it seems like, you know, just – all this examination and everything, just think about it as the big picture. This is probably the, the, the biggest stage, the longest poker game <laughs> that anybody will ever play. And so, you know, and, and so they're, late, they're just playing, moving the players around, you know, how they see fit. They got a, 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 a script that they want to go by each game, and, you know, they stick to it. And then when it gets down to the nitty-gritty here, you know, coming into the SEC play, I think we're going to see a lot, a little bit more different, um, diverse, you know, depending on, you know, who we're playing as far as um, play calling. I've been a lot of uh, questioning on play calling, you know, um, but I think he's being instructed on let's stick to this script, let's do this right here, let's see what happens, you know. A 40-point okay. uh, play. Okay, Ty, so, so let me ask you, you're not the first person to say this, but when I play, when you play poker, chess, whatever, when you're making those moves, you always have a strategy, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, what What's the strategy of continually going three and out? Well, the strategy is sticking to your script and seeing, you know, as you see the offensive lineman being moved around, you know, and just trying to see who's going to do this and who's going to do that. Show um, me where all of that – there's been one position where the offensive linemen have been yeah. moved. One. The tight, end, the tight end slot. How many games have you seen where, you know, uh, Jimmy Joe comes in in the last game of the season, scores the winning touchdown, but he's not caught a pass all year? I mean, it happens uh, time and time again, you know. Um, so that's the tight end spot. Uh, the running back slot, you know, we're, we want to see what this guy can do out in the open field. Let's play him out of the open field, and then and then we'll get down and dirty and run in the middle when we need to run in the middle really, really, really bad, you know. So I think they're just yeah. sticking to their script. I think I think that's this Alabama fans hoping that's what's going on. I'm, I, I mean, hey, hey, listen, Todd, that's us Alabama folks hoping that's what's going on and hoping we're not inconsistent. Because I'm not seeing all this stuff where people saying they're doing all this moving around and, and moving parts. Uh, we, we weren't, that's not what we were doing against Texas. We, you, you're telling me that we stuck to a script so much so that we had to have a Heisman Trophy moment game two? I'm just asking yeah, you the question. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I do believe that um, Bill O'Brien and the coaches, I believe they were sticking to a script. And um, I really do believe they were sticking to a script. And then, you know, he might have stuck to it a little bit too long. I, I don't know, you know. I'm not in their, I'm not in their shoes. But uh, so, I do hold believe on, they Todd, were sticking to Joe, – Most Alabama folk won't do like Joe and I. Joe and I uh-huh. just call Alabama stuff as it is. Uh, Joe, uh, do you think we stuck to a script in the Texas game? Mm, I think there's a little too much experimenting. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. We we are very fortunate to have gotten got out of Texas with that win. So you're telling me that 15 penalties was part of the script? No, I do not think that that's part of the script. But I think that might be the frustration of the players, you know, of the coaches sticking to the script. <laughs> So, so you think that that us not being able to get off the offensive, I mean, get off the ball, is part of the script? So we're 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 teaching the guys how to get off the ball. Is that that why we're doing what we're doing? I just I just believe they're sticking to their game plan. Um, I, you know, I I believe. Tell me what their game plan is. That's what I'm saying. Is okay. You're saying they're sticking to the script. Tell me what that game plan is. Well, the game what plan is. 
last year you see us lose a lot of players and going into the last game, and then we don't have anybody else. So the script is getting young guys in, like as we just talked, getting young guys in, getting them some playing time, getting them some experience with the 105,000 folks, so that way they're not shell-shocked at the last game. Okay. How many plays did our young guys play um, that, that, that where we threw the ball Saturday? Only a few. They had the entire time, Todd, where they could have had um, uh, Miro's throwing the ball, and he handed it off until we got a penalty. That's not getting young guys ready. I mean, it was a couple guys played early for a few snaps, but they didn't throw the ball a lot when the young guys were in there. Yeah, I think think Bond had one target, and Nye Black had one target. What were you saying, Todd? I got to let you go. Yeah, I know. I appreciate you taking my call. No, no, no. I thought you were responding to something I said. No, I was saying it's a long season. You know, we'll see what happens this week. I mean, mean, eventually, hopefully we're going to get better. And us getting better may mean that it looks like he stopped doing what he's doing, but I, I, I just everybody has scripts, you know. And, and Kevin Smith said it, it, it had uh, OCs always have scripts they start with. Every team has like twenty five plays that they script out, twenty to twenty five plays, and that's to set up stuff for later in the game. I don't see any progression. Nick Saban is saying consistency, consistency, consistency. That's his big thing. Well, I can tell you, it's hard to create consistency when you're not doing anything. And I don't know that Alabama's at that level right quite yet. I, let, me, let me tell you what I see, Todd. I've watched Georgia do um, the same thing you're talking about. Georgia brought Carson Beck in, a kid who was committed to Alabama. They brought him in. His second play was a play-action pass, like 30-something yard pass for a touchdown. That's getting your guys ready. That's experimenting. Playing someone is not necessarily experimenting unless you're working on what you want to do when you when, when your regular group is in there, you know. So, uh, and, and <laughs> Kevin Smith said our offense started like this last year. Well, I don't know about this bad, but uh, our offense definitely got better, and I think our offense is going to get better this year. I, I mean, I. I'm not worried about Alabama uh, uh, in terms of what they do, but but thanks, Todd. Appreciate it, man. And, and hey, look, man, I love it. Hey, listen, if you call up now and you say something, don't. I'm not mad at you when I disagree with you guys, but uh, uh, I, I will give give different opinions and make us think a little bit. You know, are we experimenting? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I think we're past experimenting. I think you you start. You start messing with the players' heads if you keep doing this. Um, confidence is the biggest thing that, 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 that takes one team over the next when talent is equal uh, and coaching is equal. And so if our scripting and experimenting is hurting the talent, let, talent I mean the confidence of our players, are we making a mistake with scripting? We'll answer that question, but let's get to Alan. Alan, you're in right now with the Martin Houston Show uh, on the Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning. Good morning. I tell you what, if we are scripting, yeah, we got the big. We just won the Oscar with that Texas game. So, um, <laughs> I've heard, heard that uh, our, our famed offense coordinator is up for the job at Nebraska. Hey, and and Arizona State. Okay. He's top. Top three candidate for both jobs. What can we do to make him number one? <laughs> hype him up. I've already, I'm, I'm, I've already sent him his hype, his hype uh, CD. I've seen it. I've seen everything. I sent him the highlight reel and everything he can do. I've seen him. Send him. I sent him his whole resume. So you know, I've, I got the U-Haul bagged up. I got my CDL. I'll drive him out there for free. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, I'm on, I'm Alan, just send, just send, uh, he coached the Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> that, 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 
Now, the question is, before I let you go, why aren't we using Milrow in, in any packages um, for the offense? Now, I, I have no idea. Hey, that might be the question of the the year. And when he comes in, we had to hand the ball off. I'm telling you, listen, I'm going to tell you, when, you know, I always told my boys, Alan, that that I hope they pass me in anything that I do because I hope they'll take the good that I have and learn from it and then add their own flavor to it, okay? Of all the coaches we've seen, what coach so far right now took the best of what Saban does and has added his own tweet to it? Kirby Smart. I would say say him. I would say uh, Sarkeesian came in and did exactly what he wanted to do, and he added his own flavor to it. Even Lane Kiffin uh, did some stuff that uh, yep. wasn't as bad sometimes, but it worked out in the end to add his own flavor to it. Yeah, and so so when you look at what what's happening, that's that's what I mean. Kirby Kirby's doing that at Georgia, so it it it, it makes you as a Bama fan look and go, "Whoo, love the way that." I mean, if you take off the G off the helmet, I love the way. Uh, you know, can Kirby do it when it gets tight and? And, and it's pressure. I still don't know the answer to that, Alan, um, because you know, in the in the games where it's been tight down the stretch, he has lost to Nick Saban. Okay, he hasn't outcoached Nick Saban yet. Um, last year, uh, he won the game, but you know um, that 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 game turned on on some injuries. Uh, I think, and, and I'm not saying that's why they won, but it turned on. Uh, the injuries up until that point, things weren't looking good. And so um, I'm not sure Kirby can make the right choices down the stretch. But from running ahead, he's now like, okay, I can do this as a lead dog. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how, how well they do. You got anything else for us, Alan, before we go? That's it. Y'all gentlemen have a good day. All right. Come back on the other side, guys. We'll pick up this conversation. Uh, X, I'll let you take it out the gate. Thank you, sir. Coming back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation on the Martin Houston Show, and you can be a part of it, 205-342-9904. And don't forget to go visit Taco Casa, quality taste value on the biggest cactus in town. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide sports update. Alabama offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien is a top candidate for two openings. Former Alabama player and current Vanderbilt place kicker Joseph Bullivis is facing off against his old team on Saturday. Former Alabama quarterback A.J. McCarron worked out with the Super Bowl contender this week. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Main wreck is on the south side of the tracks. Report of male driver, late 20s, severe injuries. Copy that. Can you see the vehicle? 
No, it's way up there. I Preaching of God's word. Please join us at the link that's 610 Watermelon Road, Northport, Alabama, or watch online at Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. That's Awakening, powered by Empowerment Ministries, the third Thursday every month at 6.30 p.m. Please pray for us and join us if you can. Into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and Axis and O's Sports Xavier Houston. Welcome back in. We got lots of things coming in on the chat box. Here's a couple of those. Uh, comments and statements that we've heard this morning based on the conversation. Cam Tim saying, DB still not turning her head, trying to make a play. The PI call, is there any time the other team's offense needs a ball out? It's been that way for a long time. Is that taught? What's the philosophy around that? That's been a question about Saban's teaching style, um, whether or not we need to change that or not. Virgil Williams said, if we're doing some type of script, then we may need to get rid of our head coach. We almost lost to Texas. It's fine to do a thing like that uh, as long as you are in control. But when you're struggling, you make a change. Kevin Smith says, OCs always start with a script. We read that earlier. He said, it has nothing to do with the offensive play calling. O'Brien just doesn't have a good feel for the game. He's not instinctive like Sark and Kip which to me is in the same vein as Nick Saban being a great recruiter and people saying he's not a great coach. If you're not a great recruiter, you're probably not going to be a good college coach. If you're not instinctive and understanding the flow of a game, you're probably not going to be a good offensive coordinator. Uh, Kevin Smith also said, I like UGA's calls, uh, how they complimentary play, call complimentary plays that make the game easy for Bennett. We have too much talent for it to look hard for our receivers to get open. That's game planning. Amen. <laughs> Jet Cohen said, we can all help O'Brien move to Nebraska or Arizona. Just give us a call. Uh, and C.J. Watson says, I'm not arguing with the opinions, but I'm laughing at Golding's name has been replaced with O'Brien in the please take him conversation. <laughs> and last but <laughs> not least, <laughs> O'Brien is not – on Kiffin and Sark's level calling plays. Pete is doing better this year. He is not on Kirby's level. All right, X, I toss it to you. Yeah, when you talk about the O'Brien Golden thing, I just want to know what people think. If they heard that Alabama is giving up 225 yards a game, have only allowed two offensive touchdowns, and it wasn't Pete Golden's name beside it, is that acceptable? Like, I mean, because you're talking I mean, Pete, 78 on the I, ground, Pete, 146 in the air a game, two touch, two total touchdowns on the season. That's pretty impressive to me through three games. I think Pete's, I think Pete's sitting pretty good right now, especially when you magnify uh, what uh, O'Brien's getting. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I think the golden hate, Needs to lay off just a little bit more. He's doing he's doing pretty good. Like once SEC play kicks up, and if we have struggles, that's one thing. Hold on, who's hating on Golden? There's still a lot of hate out there (laughs) if you look through through social media. But but yeah, I mean, I I have an educated enough audience that they've laid off Pete a little bit for now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) hey, we've gotten Curtis Lewis to lay off of Pete. Yeah, so I mean, he something. even asked for O'Brien. I mean, he asked for Golding over O'Brien, so we've come a long way. What else you got? <laughs> yeah, no, and then when you look at the way that O'Brien calls games, there, there is no complimentary offense. There is no complimentary play calling. You, you look at – we're talking about we got guys that still run four fours and four fives, and we have seven passes attempted over 20 yards on the season. Through three, we're averaging 2.3 yards passes a game that go over 20 yards. And I know Milrose got one or two of those. So that lets you know that we're not trying to open the offense up at all. Yeah, well, you know, and, and Saban says that they're playing a, a two-man shell, which means they have a couple guys deep over the top. Um, 
And 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 he says that's part of the reason Gibbs is uh, having the success he's having in 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 receiving because he they're taking the check down. But and I get they're playing the two man, but you can you can you can put some stress on a two man by sending uh, the two outside guys. You don't do this all the time, but you put two guys deep on the outside. Okay, and you put one guy down the middle, uh, and and then those two shells are conflicted because they both have one half of the field, unless they do some type of rotation where they have two shell and they rotate to to some version of a three deep, meaning one of the corners rolls. But in that scenario, you put a option route in. Um, if they if they have two deep, you send a guy down the middle. You send two on the outside. If they rotate to a three deep, then you have at least one of those guys have an option route where where that corner, say if it's the left corner X that's rotating to take his a deep third. Well, who's going to be out in the flat? So you have that guy run like he's going to run a deep route, and if that guy bails to cover that third, you come back to some type of corner, uh, uh, I mean, uh, some type of comeback or a curl route or or something, uh, you know, that, that takes or you combo route it. Huh? You can combo route it. You, right. you, you do the same thing. You take the inside guy, have him run a, po- a corner or something like that, an uh, inside fade, and then you have the outside guy Running the hitch, the curl, you know, a slant underneath. There's so many ways that you can combat it, but we don't seem to do it. Yeah, and if they have a three deep, you can always, uh, you know, run some type of route, uh, a back out in the in the flat in that corner where um, that corner rolls to take a deep third. So there's ways around it. It's just interesting. One of the things I want to talk really, really quick. Uh, that the Georgia fan pointed out um, that he's so glad that Kirby brought over from Alabama. And guess what it is? He said, man, we watch our DB, I mean, our wide receivers, and they love blocking. And remember, all our great running backs have had the advantage of what? Great blocking at wide receiver. Great blockers at wide receiver. Do you think we have guys that's willing to pay that price? Uh, I, I see one. Try. I see one guy that likes to block, but <laughs> who's the, that? The other guys, I'm not. So you know uh, what? What Kendrick Law impressed me when he came in on Jameer's touchdown Long reception. Run. That that great blocking. But I think Holden's a very good blocker as well. Uh, the other guys haven't really shown me a whole lot yet. Yeah, and, and that's the difference in a in a in an explosive running game. Um, when 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 you're willing to when your wide receivers are willing to 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 be physical and and block, then those twelve to fifteen yard runs become sixty seven yard runs. You remember we went a while there where we, even though we had talented running backs, we had no like long run plays. Uh, and that wasn't because all of a sudden our running backs weren't talented. It was because uh, our receivers. So we have to get better blocking up front. But I think that's a – I thought that was an interesting thing, though, to, to hear. Like, that was one of the things that, that we used to be known for, uh, and now they are – the Georgia team takes pride in that. So uh, any closing thoughts from you before we get out of here, X? We got to get to Scotty. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this weekend there needs to be a game plan. But if it doesn't work, we need to see a smooth transition into what we have set up off of that. There, there, there There's this lull that Alabama has every game when things aren't working the way offensively that we got to break. We're not going to yeah. beat Arkansas. We're not going to beat Tennessee. We're not going to beat some of those teams with these lulls that we've had through three games. So we got to be able to smoothly transition into the next phase of the offense if something's not working. Our punter's gotten way too much work this early in the season. 
And, and I'll wrap up what you're saying with those words. Coming back on the other side, we'll have Scotty Hollins, Executive Director, Executive Director, Blueprint Ministries, presented by Empowerment Ministries. Go check out Facebook.com slash Empowerment Ministries. We'll be back in just a moment with the Christian Moment of the Week. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. This is Mary Kay for the Tuscaloosa Thread, and the Tuscaloosa Police Department is asking for your help in the search for a person of interest involving a hit and run that took place at Target last Thursday where a pedestrian was struck by a driver who was leaving the store. You can look at those pictures by tapping the free Tuscaloosa Thread app now. And you can get the details now about how one was hurt and one jailed after a Monday shooting at a South Tuscaloosa apartment complex. And weather models are suggesting a possible hurricane to enter the Gulf of Mexico next week. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Road ahead more clearly with Sylvania bulbs and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, purchase select Sylvania bulbs and get a fifteen one hundred point nine and streaming on the Tide one hundred point nine app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide one hundred point nine with Martin and Xavier. It's now time for us to have our weekly catch up with Scotty Hollins, a Christian moment of the week, powered by Empowerment Ministries. Scotty, welcome into the program. Uh, tell us how we can incorporate our faith into the boardroom, the classroom, or our chosen. Fill the place, sir. Thank you, Martin. Uh, we're going to continue with our series, our new series, The Power to Persevere. And uh, again, one, one thing I want to, uh, I guess, mention is to consider the, the reality that sometimes our difficulty is one of the best ways for us to um for our faith to be highlighted, for our, our faith to be, um, to, I'll just say, to give us a platform to um, show people how awesome God is. And so as we think about the power to persevere, I want you to think about going through difficult things and, and having a perspective through your difficulty, having a perspective through adverse situations and, and things that don't just go away. They, they kind of, they're, they're, they're lingering and they don't go away. And, and you really sometimes don't have hope for them to go away. Just difficult stuff as believers. How do you, how do you, uh, you know, this, this series is how, the power to persevere. And so um, looking at a passage from Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, we're looking at the author of Hebrews. I won't go into to all the, the details on, on, you know, but we don't have an author. The author doesn't recognize, you know, doesn't identify himself. So we'll just call it the author of Hebrews. Um, he, he, he gives a powerful passage. He's talking to a group of believers who, have kind of become lackadaisical in their faith, and and um and and they need a little bit of a jolt, <laughs> and they need they they, you know, they just need a jolt. And he says this. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And so, I want to look at the first part of that passage uh, this week, Martin, and we'll, we'll have a um you know I'm gonna break it down into several different pieces. So here's here's the first piece. He says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. I did a study on this passage years ago, and um, I did some study and just looking at what John Piper thought about this passage. And, and essentially, he talked about how um, this passage, when it says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, he says th- this passage could mean that, you know, um, you know, that we're looking to, you know, to like that witnesses are looking at us. Like, you know what I mean? Like people who have gone before us and and uh, believers are looking at us. And he says, no, I think the, the, the reverse is true. He says, I think this passage really talks about 
us looking to them and looking at that their example, the example that they've set. And so you think about this. He, there, when he says, therefore, since you're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, he, he's trying to um, take their attention off of themselves, off of their own circumstances, and place them on people who've lived their lives before them, some of the you know, strongest people in the faith. And, and he said, hey, look at their lives. Look at the fact that they went through difficult things, like really tough things. Um, but they clung to Christ. They trusted in Christ. They followed Christ. They walked with Christ. And guess what? As a result, they, they walked faithfully with him, and they didn't fold. They didn't, uh, you know, give in. They didn't quit. They persevered. W- one great example of just someone who, who just persevered, uh, you know, and that's mentioned in this, um, in, in this, in this uh, you know, like 10 or 15 guys mentioned, like, hey, these are the greatest men of, of faith to that point. One, one guy is, uh, is Noah. You got to think about that now, M- Martin. How difficult has, does it have to be? to be given the task to build a ship when there's you're not close to water and they've never seen rain. And you're telling everybody, you got a three word sermon. It's going to rain. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got a two word sermon for you. Noah, you crazy. (laughs) And so so he's having to persevere and and it took him 60. Some people think 120 years to build that boat, but he stayed focused on the Lord. And he said, I'm going to be faithful and committed to trust him. And guess what? Everyone was able to see, man, he must really trust this God. And we'll, we'll, to be continued, we'll, we'll pick up there next time. Yeah, that, that is a that is a great story of, uh, you know, and the whole whole story uh, uh, underline, you know, that the power of the faith and power of your faith. And, and, and uh, I think you always say is uh, how you see God determines uh, how you respond, uh, and mm-hmm. you know that's part of the the whole concept. There is at the end of that, they said, "Hey, he must really trust his God." Well, it was how Noah saw God that allowed him to persevere. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so such, such a great, great story, and you know what? That great cloud of witnesses. Uh, you ever watched in the sports world, uh, Scotty, where one team always finds a way to win? Uh, and that's a mm-hmm. winning program. And, and, and on mm-hmm. the other side, the fan base, when something goes bad, they go, well, here uh, goes again. Here we go, here we go again. <laughs> well, it's because they're looking at the cloud of witnesses of the people that went that's before right. them uh, to, to either draw their strength to persevere or uh, draw their strength to give up. I, I'll let you close right. it out. I Tell them where they can you. find you. Hey, remember the Rose Bowl will win. Tell me where they can find you, man. www.blueprinttuscaloosa.com. You can send me a message there. Come straight to my email. All right. Hey, that's Scotty Holland. He joins us every Wednesday to encourage us how to incorporate our faith into the boardroom and classroom, our chosen field of play. Right now, we're doing a series on perseverance. And uh, you need to make sure that you persevere to get back with us next week. Thanks, Scotty. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, X. Thanks, X. X and O Sports. Find them on all of the social media outlets, X and O Sports. Thanks, Joe. Cup of Joe, 11 o'clock today. Great content coming your way all day long on Top 100.9. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him, he will direct your path. Road Tide out there, everybody. Listening to the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide.